What are you willing to die for? Let's talk about it on this episode of Pushback. Push back. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Johnny again coming to you on Pushback. Uh, we uh, have had a wonderful week as a family celebrating Memorial Day. Uh, we've had my wife's family over. Uh, for a few days for a visit, uh, and it was just a great time laughing and enjoying their company. And that's really what it's about. It's about family and and enjoying one another. Uh, It's also a time to reflect. It was Memorial Day, uh, just two days before this podcast is released, and uh, it's a time for us as a country to pause and reflect and give thanks uh, for those who were willing to die for a cause. And, you know, as we reflect on those who died and, you know, we happen to be in the midst of a pandemic, as many of you are aware, uh, you know, it's a time actually that you are forced to reflect really on your own mortality, not to sound morbid or dark or, or any of those things. But, you know, we uh, we know that death is a certainty. In fact, they say the only thing, you know, that is for certain is death and taxes. Uh, they... Um, Although my children would say, you know, also dad getting popcorn at a movie. That's one thing that we say. Death taxes, dad getting popcorn at a movie. That's me. Uh, it's hard to watch a movie without popcorn. It's just one of those things. It can't be, it can't really be done. It's a certainty. And so is the case uh, with death. I mean, it's a certainty. It's a, it's a part of life. And, and again, more, Memorial Day is a time for us to memorialize those who felt so strongly about a cause that they were willing to put their life uh, on the line for us. And it's interesting over the course of this last week as well, especially in the state of Minnesota and I'm sure other places as well, uh, there's been a lot of, if I can use the word, pushback against uh, some of the political uh, realms, uh, even our governor who sort of drew a line in the sand and considered churches to be non-essential. And there was a big uproar over that. That took place this week. And President Trump moved in and said, no, I do consider churches to be essential and that they should be uh, able to be run like any other entity in our society and be able to open their doors with restrictions. And so our governor actually responded and said, okay, uh, we will allow churches to be opened with restrictions. And so that did take place. There was a lot of upheaval and a lot of pushback uh, by the Christian community, of course, as they felt like uh, their uh, liberties were being stomped on. And it's interesting because I, I believe that in a lot of ways, it wasn't a coincidence that this took place over Memorial Weekend because it is those very liberties, those very things that people fought for is what we were exercising this weekend. You know, every time that we are able to speak out, every time that I turn on this microphone and share my heart with you during this podcast, it's because I have the liberty to do it. And I don't want to ever 
go through my life or have my children go through their lives without the gratitude in their heart towards those that fought to make it happen. I'm already getting a little choked up. This is probably going to happen a few times on this podcast because I feel so strongly about, about those who saw a cause, saw a price to be paid, and was willing to make the ultimate gift. You know, there is nothing greater than we can give than our lives. And those that fought for this country, those that said, yes, this is a cause my country is worth fighting for, that they were willing to be on the front line and to give their life for this country so that I can sit here in front of this microphone and share my heart. I can talk about Jesus. I can talk about love. I can talk about society. I can talk about politics right here on this microphone and not be afraid that somebody's going to kick my door in and drag me away for the things that I say. I don't ever want to take that for granted. And I thank you for listening to me today because it's a reflection of your liberty to listen to me, to receive what I say, to reject what I have to say, to call me an idiot, to, to, to cheer me on. You have the liberty in this country to engage in these conversations because you can and we should never take it for granted. So when there was pushback from the church community towards our political entities, uh, the, even this weekend, it's because we could. And it's because we valued even our religious liberties that those people that came before us had fought for. See, I, I had an opportunity to have a hot cub hot tub conversation with my children. Uh, those of you that know me, uh, and certainly my children will testify, that I don't mind uh, talking about tough things and, and getting us to think and getting our minds to, to move on a topic because the worst thing that can happen, I believe, is that we become stagnant, even in the way that we think. And so you, you may have heard about my hot tub. I have a hot tub and it's the most heavenly place on the planet. Um, and it's been really wonderful because we've had profound conversations with my children, our children, in the hot tub. And we were having this conversation and I proposed the question to them. What are you willing to die for? It's something that we all need to think about because I think back to World War II and, and as I've researched this and listened to documentaries and watched shows on World War II, I've been floored at, you know, when Pearl Harbor happened, that young men, 18, 19, 20-year-old young men were lined up in the streets to enlist, to fight for a cause. I wonder if we would do that today. I kind of hope we would. I, I hope that there would be something or some event that would happen, I don't hope for the event, but I hope that if the event happened, that we would rise up like that generation. In fact, they're, they're often referred to as the greatest generation. And, and I, I do receive that with honor, but I also look at it as a challenge to us and to the next generation. Would you rise up? What are you willing to die for? What would have to happen before you would say, yes, I am willing to put my life, my life that maybe is only 18 years old, 18 years long, I'm willing to put that life up because I care so strongly for this cause. I am not comfortable sharing all the things that my children shared because it was a private, personal, endearing conversation. 
but but we talked about you know the civil war and and the injustices and the things that people had fought for in the past what would get you to actually take up arms and and go and fight for a cause what is the cause or causes that would draw you i had uh, seen the movie Saving Private Ryan. It's a rated R movie, and it's 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 rough. And the first scene of of the uh, Allied soldiers storming the beaches of Normandy uh, is graphic, graphic. And as 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 well as Hollywood could do, and I, I would say Saving Private Ryan is toward the top of my list, especially that opening scene. Uh, it still can never convey the gravity of really what happened. You don't have the smells and the screams and the and the agony, uh, as in Hollywood with the music playing over the top. There was none of that. It was just brutality. And I feel like, and I know this is controversial, but I feel like at some age, and I don't know what that age would be, maybe early teenage years, that every American should watch the movie. I don't believe that we should ever become callous to the sacrifices and to the situations that the soldiers were in, ever. And even though it's a Hollywood movie and it's not even completely real, I, I totally understand that it's just a story, but it's it's eye-opening. And after watching that movie, I can't go to a parade and watch the old-timers go by from the VFW uh, as we all stand up and salute and not have tears in my eyes. Because I realize that that generation was willing to put their life on the line. And of course, Korea and Vietnam and, and the Gulf War and all of these different uh, scenarios where, where we were uh, in situations where we had a choice to make. I remember when the whole Kuwait uh, incident happened and, and, and we moved into the Gulf region. I was a young 20-something at the time, and, and I remember thinking, you know, am I willing to go fight for this? Is this a cause that is, is in my spirit? Am I willing to defend the injustice that took place? What are you willing to die for? What, what would cause you to lay down the ultimate gesture the ultimate sacrifice. In fact, the Bible says there's no greater love than this than we lay down a life for a friend. There's no greater love than this. Nathan Hale said, you know, I, I, I love this quote. It's a powerful quote. I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. It's a famous quote, but my friends, you have to understand the times in which he wrote this. I believe he, be, I believe that he believed that with his whole heart. He wasn't a podcaster. He wasn't writing to create a powerful headline. He wrote this from his heart because he really regretted that he only had one life to lose for his country because he felt so strongly in the cause. What are you willing to die for? What are you willing to die for? See, we should never move past something like Memorial Day and just see it as an extra Monday off of work <laughs> or a time for family to get together. Doesn't mean we don't enjoy those things, but we can never lose its gravity. There was a gender generation of people, soldiers, who sacrificed everything 
so that we can enjoy our Monday together as a family like we just did. Let's never move past that. Let's, let's never have that lump, never lose that lump in our throat that makes us feel the weight, the weight of the sacrifice. So I will use this podcast to say thank you to all those who gave their life for me, for my family, for my liberties, the, the pleasure that I enjoy, the opportunity for me to even share my voice on this podcast. I say thank you to all of you who defended the rights and the liberties and the Constitution of the United States for me. Thank you. Thank you to the families that have suffered loss so that I can sit here today with the liberties that I enjoy as an American. See, we need to simultaneously, this is what happened this week, we need to simultaneously exercise our liberties and be grateful for our liberties. We need to have the maturity as a nation to simultaneously exercise our liberties and even fight for them. And at the same time, be grateful for those very liberties. Be grateful that we actually have a voice in our country to express even displeasure when we feel like our liberties are being stomped on. And we need to honor their sacrifice with our thoughts, words, and actions. If you haven't listened to my podcast, which comes first, honor or anger? It's one of my first ones. I invite you to go back and listen to that. It's critical that we understand what honor means and the importance of living in a place of honor. It actually honors those who came before us so that we don't go around like raving lunatics, but that we're intentional about the liberties that we've been given and that we're actually able to exercise those. Now, that may mean rising up in a powerful way, but it's always with honor. And we need to honor the sacrifice. We actually honor those who died and sacrificed for us by the words that we speak, the way that we love each other, the compassion that we show, and even the mercy that we give. So I want to talk about, for the remainder of this podcast, just another conversation, a heavenly conversation. I think it's completely in the realm of possibilities that the heavenly conversations could also take place in a hot tub. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know it's not theologically sound, but if a hot tub is so good here on earth, imagine what the hot tubs would be like in heaven. You know, Jesus said that, you know, he in my father's house are many mansions and he goes and actually prepares a place for us. And so I'm just throwing this out there, Jesus, that, you know, what you're preparing for me just might include a hot tub. That's all I'm saying. And that there could be a conversation that took place also perhaps in a hot tub between a father and a son. And I believe that this heavenly conversation could have gone something like this. Son, what are you willing to die for? See, this conversation resulted in history being changed forever. When we talk about a cause worth dying for, my friends, everybody who is listening to this podcast, you were the cause. You were the cause worth dying for. And don't think of this as like, oh, Jesus died for mankind. 
because he did, but think of this as you specifically. You were the cause. When the father asked the son, what are you worth dying? What are you willing to die for? You were the answer, your name. You were the answer. You were the cause. And just like in Saving Private Ryan and in World War II and the sacrifices that were made, I don't think that we should ever move past the gravity of what took place on the cross and the crucifixion. It was the fulfillment of the question, Jesus, what are you worth dying? What are you willing to die for? What are you willing to die for? As he was hung up on the cross, he was answering that question. See, as a physician too, I think about the crucifixion and the event, just like I think about the beaches of Normandy. See, there was a movie called The Passion. Mel Gibson did the movie called The Passion. And I, I think it's the best representation to date of, of the totality and the, the gruesomeness that actually took place at Golgotha. And again, Hollywood could never do it justice. It still couldn't fully demonstrate the anguish, the smells, the intensity, the indecency the humiliation of the moment. See, this was not a, a oh, religious type activity that took place. Now, I understand that it was the gravity of the moment, but it wasn't like Jesus on a stained glass window with a halo over his head. It was brutal. The Romans used crucifixion as a demonstration of control and their brutality. And it was ugly. Jesus wasn't up on the cross with, with some holy, beautiful lighting behind him. No, he was up on the cross and he was humiliated. He most likely didn't have a lovely loincloth. He was probably naked. He was, he was bruised. He was beaten. He had, he had pain beyond we could imagine. This was a torture device. This was a place where they would hang him up on the cross and the weight of his body would actually bring, bring a crushing discomfort to his chest so it was hard for him to breathe. They would put nails through his feet and through those nails he would have to push his body up in order to take his next breath. It was brutal. In fact, you remember that they were about to take a club and actually break his legs and they would break his legs so that he would die faster because he would no longer be able to push his body up. But when they came to the cross, he was already dead to fulfill the old scripture that not one bone would be broken. It was brutal and he did it with you in mind. You were the cause. And listen to me, please. If you were the only person on the earth Jesus would have felt like you were worth dying for. You would have been the answer. He, he felt like he was the only one. He was the only one that could pay the price for your sin so that you could experience the liberty. We talked about being grateful for the liberties in which we live today. 
He paid the price so that you could experience liberty. Liberty from sin. Liberty from sickness. Liberty from guilt. Liberty from shame. Liberty from bitterness. All the things that bind you. And just like with Memorial Day, we need to view the cross while simultaneously exercising those liberties, living a life free, and also being grateful for the liberty. It's the Christian life that we live. Living in the freedom and the, and the release from our sin, our guilt, our shame, all the things that he paid for. His, his death was the complete and total payment of our debt. We need to live in the freedom of what he paid and also grateful for the liberty that he paid for. So maybe today you are feeling bound, locked into sin, sickness, guilt, shame, bitterness. And maybe you're listening to this because you've never given your heart to Jesus. You've never allowed the fullness of his, the blood that was shed for you to wash away all of those things. Maybe you never realized that he died specifically for you, that you were the cause, and that his death paid your debt in full, and that his resurrection was the seal of victory for every person forevermore. Maybe you need to give your life to him today in honor, to honor the sacrifice because he felt you were worth dying for. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to him because you feel distant from him and the dust of life has created a separation and and you don't feel that personal relationship with him that he actually paid for. Well, it says in Romans 10, 13, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that everyone means everyone. So if that's you today, please know that you were in the center of his heart when he was hung on that brutal cross. And that his victory is your victory. I want to lead you in a simple prayer if that's you. And it isn't complicated Because it's already done and he did it all. It just requires you to step into this wonderful life with him and for you to choose him. It says in Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you confess with your mouth, that means you say it out loud, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess that you are saved. So if that's you and you're ready to do this, if you're not ready to do this, this podcast will be here (laughs) and you can come back at any point and say these words and it will be sealed and it will be done and you will have honored his sacrifice because he loved you so much that he gave it all, the ultimate gift for you. So repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I believe you died for me and rose from the dead in victory. Come into my heart. Wash me clean. I make you my Lord and my Savior. If you said those words, then you have just received 
the fullness of his blood for you and you are saved. Those things, those places of sickness, guilt, shame, bitterness, sin, they're washed away. That's what he did for you because you were worth it. You were worth dying for. If you're listening to this podcast and you know of someone that needs to make that prayer of faith, then I would ask you to just have them listen to this podcast. Hopefully it'll, it'll walk them through the importance of making this decision, the ultimate decision, as we honor the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. You were worth dying for. I also invite you, if you said this prayer for the first time, to just go to gofam.org. That's gofam.org. And click on the media tab. You'll find my pushback page. And there's a place to leave me a message. Would you just let me know that you prayed, prayed this prayer today? It would bless my heart to no end. It would be the greatest thing ever. And if you shared this podcast with somebody else, would you just let me know that you did? It would bless me greatly. So now, let's go together to set and shape the culture.